Stephanie Gambone, President and CEO of Junior Achievement. Looking forward to today's episode. Just a quick recap. In episode one, we talked a little bit about junior achievement and how we equip young people for economic mobility and pursuit of their own ambitions. I shared a story about Miguel Perez and really about the power of opportunities. I'm really excited about today's episode. I asked Miguel to join us today, join me today, to talk a little bit more about what JA means to him, why JA experiences make a difference, and really to think about why you all should care, our listeners. What I really appreciated in my conversation with Miguel when we were talking is he asked me, can he interview me? So I said, sure, why not? So we're going to spend today's episode in a couple of different ways. First, I'm going to interview Miguel and talk a little bit more about his JA experience. We're then going to flip the script, and he's going to interview me. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about why JA, and hopefully our listeners will become part of the JA family. Yep. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me on the podcast today. I can't wait for our discussion. So, Miguel, we shared your story on episode one. Um, I was really excited to bring you in today to learn a little bit more about what JA means for you. So can you talk a little bit about um, your JA experience and what it meant for you personally? The JA experience was a whole bunch of different emotions, new ideas, nervousness, all coming together. But all of these emotions and triumphs came together in a way where you were able to grow and learn. Personally, for me, and I know a lot of my peers at Accenture were very nervous on our first day, very timid in public speaking, but over the course of our weeks and months, culminating in our final event, we were able to grow in our public speaking, but also in our comfortability working in a business environment. And a reminder, you're a junior in high school, correct? I am. Well, I was a junior last Last year, year. and I'm a senior now. So I, I ask that because I started my JA journey about a year and a half ago as president and CEO, and I was still nervous on day one uh, as I got to know the team and learn a little bit more um, about JA. And so I appreciate you you sharing that reality. When we talk about the work that Junior Achievement does, particularly in financial education, kind of career and work readiness, I'd love to hear from your expect, your perspective. Why is that important? Why does that matter? Why should young people care about that? Yeah, and especially in Philadelphia, the financial discrepancy among different socioeconomic brackets are vast. And I think being able to bridge the gap between this knowledge, especially in finance, is a great way to propel people up the socioeconomic ladder. But JA, the financial experience, is different than just reading out of a textbook, looking at GDP or how to invest in the stock market. You're actually applying the knowledge you get to create a business. So you're whether you get money from investors or you're starting from pre-sales to then generate more money, you're applying it in a real life situation. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I hope if there's any young people listening as well, that resonates a little bit with you. Um, when we think about our corporate partners, so we have a lot of partners in our what I call our JA family school partners, young people, corporate partners, individuals, et cetera. But particularly when we think about businesses like Accenture and others, what do you want them to know about young people in our region? 
there are so many different mindsets and ideas and niche subcultures in the city of Philadelphia where you're able to take these small ideas and propel them into bigger businesses. And the corporate partners should really take that into account, especially like even for career readiness, when you're hiring people, you're able to have different ideas instead of having a single cookie cutter type of person that's just keeping you from propelling your business. When you think about young people like yourself and, and across our eight counties, what are the assets that you're bringing to companies? It's very cliche now, especially in this climate, but being youthful, you have new perspectives on things. You are super in touch with social media, what is trending, what is not, what is on the, what's going to be the new thing. Younger people have an eye for that, and I think that is a huge advantage of not only having young people interning at your business or working alongside you, but also hiring these people to better your business. Thank you. And when we think about volunteers, we rely heavily on volunteers to support the work that we do. We served 24,000 young people in eight counties last year, and we could not have done that, not with just our corporate volunteers, but individuals and others who really care about the JA mission. What advice would you give to volunteers who are working with young people? You should just go for it. It's a, especially my, the volunteers who worked at Accenture, Nick, Kara, everyone who was volunteering there, they were so kind, they were so helpful. They taught us many things about not only how to run a business, but also about their personal work and how that affects them. And it's also a learning experience, I would assume, for the volunteer themselves being able to teach and mentor. So it's a growing experience for everyone involved. You know, if I had my way, I'd have all 24,000 young people in here at one point talking about what JA means to them and, and why others should kind of get involved in JA. And like I said, join the JA family. Um, Miguel is one of many young people who have benefited from JA experiences. And I hope that our individuals listening today learn not only a little bit more about why it's important, but reach out to us. And I'll share more later in the show about how to get involved, but reach out to us to figure out how you can also support young people along their journey. But as Miguel said, learn a little something yourself um, as well, because I think it's a win-win uh, for everyone. So uh, we're going to turn around a little bit because I told Miguel he'd have an opportunity to interview me. Um, and he prepared some questions. Some are hard, but I'm, I'm definitely up for the challenge um, as we think about what JA means to me as a leader, um, what skills are important, um, and to just learn about how we continue to, to grow young people in our region. Uh, so Miguel, we're going to turn it over to you. Yep. Thank you. So the first question I have for you is, as someone with extensive CEO experience, could you share how the skills you employ daily in your leadership role overlap with the skills cultivated in junior achievement programming? Absolutely. So first and foremost, you want to share, I'm a Philadelphian, first generation college student, teen parents, um, and so I had 
very little guidance um, growing up in terms of what kind of was next for me in terms of, of my future. I'd figure out a lot on my own, um, but definitely kind of found adults along the way um, who gave me nuggets uh, to think about my future trajectory. So I say that to say that one, the work that we do at Junior Achievement and the work that I've done for the past 25 years is really personal to me because I fundamentally believe that access to opportunities, connections to skills are critically important for young people in our region. And I personally have had the opportunity to, to benefit from that. Um, so when I think about my, my current role, everything that I have learned in my 40 plus years of life, 25 years, um, you know, in kind of working in nonprofits are directly related to the skills that we're teaching young people through junior achievement. And so just examples of those, first of all, financial literacy is critically important. I definitely probably took me until maybe my 30s to really understand how to be um, responsible in terms of my own finances. And so it's really important that we teach young people at a very early age, obviously age appropriate, you know, five-year-olds versus 16-year-olds versus 18-year-olds. Um, but it's really important that we help equip young people to make good financial decisions. Um, so first and foremost, that is something I've learned over time. And I think it's important that we teach much earlier um, in, in life. Uh, the other skills that I think about that definitely I continue to use every day, teamwork. Nothing that I do is in isolation of other people, uh, whether it's my team, the board, our young people, our corporate partners, our volunteers. I really believe in the notion of it takes a village, uh, and I've referenced the JA family many times intentionally because it really is a collective of individuals and organizations and businesses across the region that get the work done. So teamwork is really, really important. Can you describe how you sought out mentorship, but also gained value from having a mentor? Yeah, men mentors, coaches, whatever, you know, however individuals are thinking about framing, framing it are critically important personally and professionally and definitely would encourage anybody to think about who is that, who is that individual in your life that you can play that role or how do you go seek you know, somebody that, that can do that. And I, why I say that is it's always helpful, one, to have somebody else to bounce ideas off of. And so, again, we can't live in this kind of world where it's Stephanie's world and Stephanie's decisions and Stephanie's only perspective. And so having kind of that outside perspective to say, hey, I'm thinking about this, you know, can we, can we talk through this? And somebody who's asking really good questions um, to help me and, and anybody who's listening who's seeking out a mentor kind of think about whatever it is that they're kind of dealing with at that time I think is, is important. Um, I've learned a lot from individuals over time by listening. You know, I brought up listening before. I think listening is critically important. You know, over my career, I, I remember moments where I've sat in rooms with other senior leaders and I've observed oh, wow, look at that. Like, they were really able to command a room. You know, what did they do? How did they bring people along? There's been times where I've said, oh, that's not the kind of leadership style I want, right? And so how do I, you know, how do I adjust? Um, when I've had periods of my career where I didn't do things probably the way that, that they could have been done or maybe what people needed from me. Um, and so the willingness to hear really candid feedback around my own leadership style uh, um, is also really helpful. So I think mentoring, coaching, 
I call it your kind of board of directors, finding people in your life that you can both share ideas with, who you're willing to hear really candid feedback from, even if you don't like what they have to say, because it's probably some truth to it, um, who can ask really good questions, uh, helps us all grow. And it definitely has helped me grow as a leader. And I'm still growing. You know, I've not, I'm not at the end of my career yet or, you know, and so I'm, I'm constantly learning and growing as well. Now in the corporate cultures or in the news or in any avenue of modern media or work environments, do you, do you feel that to maintain a company culture or to maintain good relationships with your employees or fellow execs, do you think you should be blunt with your feedback or with your critiques? Great question. All your questions are great questions. Um, a couple of things. One, again, back to listening. So hopefully that's a theme that is coming through. It's really important to understand how to work with individuals. There's not necessarily a one size fits all for everyone. Um, and so what I try to do early on, particularly when bringing on new colleagues, et cetera, is have a conversation about our styles about how we receive communication, how we want to work together, and then have a willingness to kind of adjust as needed, but also to be able to be authentic, because I do believe people need to authentically be who they are. We don't, we don't know how to be anybody but ourselves, right? Um, but I think to be able to have those really candid, direct conversations, recognizing that we are two unique individuals who come to this work in different ways with different styles of communication, and what's it going to take for us to work together? So I do fundamentally, and I think anybody that knows me will agree, um, believe in candid, transparent communication. I also do believe that it's important, you, you use the word blunt, um, I think being direct is, is, is critically important and, and figuring out how to do that in a way that people can hear it, right? Because different styles of communication can be off-putting or maybe not you know, doesn't feel right to the individual who's receiving the information. And I think that comes with time, but being direct, we have a, a philosophy that we use on our team, which is to address something in 48 hours, meaning if something happened and maybe you're not feeling quite right about it. And if you don't, to let it go. Because if we carry stuff on with us, Typically what it does is it festers and it becomes much bigger than it needs to be. And so we really have tried to adopt that. Like stuff's going to happen. People are going to do something that maybe doesn't quite feel right, you know, with their colleague, their partner, et cetera. But let's, let's get in front of it and let's address it. Um, and so we've tried to and just, you know, I tried to, you know, as a leader, really adopt a culture of transparency, uh, candid and clear communication, but making sure that we're listening to each other and that we can receive the kind of feedback in a way that that feels right to us and that we we can respond to. Does that does that make sense? Does that help? That does help and does make a lot of sense. There are definitely a lot of different character types, especially working with younger people or older people, and the different mindsets there's different forms of communication that people respond to and especially with my own experience in the JA programming I have realized that your strategic framework emphasizes empowering students with skills and knowledge to pursue their ambitions as well as diversifying your staff and board to align with the communities you serve how can someone like me contribute meaningfully to your organization's mission and business process leveraging my unique perspectives and skills. 
Absolutely. Young professionals are so core to the work that we do at Junior Achievement, and it shows up in quite a few different ways. One, you alluded to it earlier, the voice of young people in our work and the expertise, the knowledge, and honestly, just a different way of thinking is critically important to inform our work moving forward. We also have a young professionals board, um, so there's a very tangible way for individuals to get involved. They are some of the most fantastic people I have had the opportunity to work with in my career, and and those individuals are JA ambassadors. They are supporting events. They're kind of functioning as um Mentors like at Accenture and other places, as you mentioned, they're actually part of, part of our board committees as well. So they really are contributing in very meaningful ways to inform the future of the organization and the, not even just the future, our current reality. And they're also volunteering in classrooms and after school programs like the company program that you were part of. And they're going to be our future leaders on our board, etc. And so I, I really appreciate the opportunity to work with all kinds of stakeholders in our work. Um, but young professionals play a really critical role. Well, Miguel, thank you for your time today, for your um, advice, for sharing your experience, and for definitely probing me a little bit more about junior achievement. So I really appreciate the opportunity to, to connect today. Um, and so I just want to share um, how can you all get involved um, in junior achievement now that hopefully you learned a little bit more about our why, uh, you learned a little bit about me and, and even some of the ways we're thinking about our work and our organization evolving. There are many ways that any of our listeners can support junior achievement and like I said, join our JA family, uh, volunteer, sponsor, donate personally, host young people at your site, like give them ex like Accenture and give them the opportunity to connect with your individuals at your organization. You can learn more about these opportunities at southeasternpa.ja.org. And let's work together to change the rules of the game and give young people access to opportunities. Thank you. <laughs>